Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 118 of WrestleLife Radio. My name is Matt Sin. I'm here with my cousin Kyle. How's it going? We're going to tell you a little bit about SmackDown before we get into the horror show at Extreme Rules. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a horror show, all right. Yeah. Supposedly. So we're going to be joined by uh, my beautiful wife, Carol to do some horror show predictions. Before we do that, Kyle's going to tell us about SmackDown. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I didn't watch a darn second of it, uh, even AJ Styles versus uh, Matt Riddle. And I purposely, since I missed it, I purposely did not look up any reviews or anything. That way Kyle could tell me all about it. Uh, because last week's, last week's show, hearing all about the roll-ups and DQ finishes, I couldn't. I just, I couldn't. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But before we do, we're going to talk about this day in wrestling history. And on July 19th, 2009, TNA presented Victory Road, okay? And a match that I didn't even know existed until Kyle mentioned it to me a couple months back. They got minus five stars from the Wrestling Observer. And if I'm correct, it is the only minus five star match that they have ever ever rated. If I think, do you know if that's right? There might be another one or two, but okay. uh, I know they they talk. So there's an argument that like Dave Meltzer has. Like it's obviously this is a minus five star, but he he says it's like not the worst match altogether he's seen because mainly Jenna is not really a wrestler, and like right. so it's not completely fair. And there's like a Bushwhacker match. I think it's Bushwhackers versus Nikolai Volkov and maybe Iron Sheik from like a house show from long ago that Dave like refers to. That's like the rest, worst wrestling match he's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it might have got minus five stars from him. Um, but yeah, it's it's up there. This this uh, Jenna and Charmel match is pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, so Jenna Maraska, who is like a reality TV star or something, I don't know, I don't really care to be honest, uh, defeated Queen Charmel, that is Booker T's wife, in a negative five-star match uh, that will eventually one day be on the best and the worst. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to share that with some poor, unfortunate soul. It just screams Vince Russo, if Doesn't that it? tells you anything. Yeah, because, I mean, Jenna is like from Survivor. She was from the TV show Survivor. I think she won it or was on it. I don't know, but she... That was her whole thing. They just brought her into TNA. Like she didn't cut promos for like a month. I don't think she just showed up. She might've been involved in an angle or two. And then she just had a match. They thought it was going to be like, you know, big. It's the same thing. They brought in all the Jersey shore people and stuff back in the day on impact. Like they tried their best to get like any kind of notoriety they could, but like she just came out. She was like a stripper and or a porn star, like in her ring entrance and stuff. Uh, and it was just a horrible match. Probably the worst offense any person's ever had in a wrestling ring. Um, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was exceptionally bad. I have seen it since you mentioned it to me. And boy, but let's just, I'm just going to give you guys just a, a couple matches that were also on that card. And I don't know how they finished. So I'm assuming that I've heard that they were not good. I think you mentioned it to me, actually. But for the TNA Championship, Kurt Angle defeated Mick Foley. Samoa Joe defeated Sting, Kevin Nash over AJ Styles, Booker T and Scott Steiner over James Storm and Robert Roode, Team 3D, or the Dudley Boys, uh, over Nick Aldis and Doug Williams. It's just, this card is pretty stacked, but it was the runaway first place vote of the Wrestling Observer fans. They voted 82%. 82% of them voted. This was the worst pay-per-view of 2009. So, uh, that match, I have a feeling... Probably when, has something to do with it. when you look at all the names on it, I agree. Like it, it shouldn't be hard to do. But yeah. as I said, Vince Russo is booking this TV show. show. So yeah. uh, there's a reason why people call him like one of the worst bookers in wrestling history. Yeah. And the person who killed WCW and all the good things people say about him. There's a reason. Yeah. Stuff like this. Yeah. So let's, let's also, I forgot to say, he also has a fire Russo chant that people actually did. Yeah. As as bad as Vince McMahon has been, I don't know if people have ever like made up a cheer saying like fire Vince or something like that. Yeah. No. Fire Russo is something that happened frequently in TNA back in the day. I specifically remember that. Yes. Yeah. So let's uh 
Well, let's talk about SmackDown, and I want you to tell me all about it, because I legitimately, like, I'm not making this up, I don't know anything that happened other than the fact that I saw the result of AJ and Matt Riddle, mm -hmm. and I saw that someone interrupted after the match was over. That's all that I know about it. I know nothing else. So let's go through it. Yeah, so it started pretty... I guess uniquely, uh, and I don't know if this is going to be a new thing for SmackDown and Raw, uh, but they started with like, it was very similar to like an old school wrestling show where they had people basically run, they had like small interviews from all the wrestlers running down what was going to happen in the show later. So we started with AJ and Matt Riddle, uh, you know, both saying, you know, they're going to win the title, blah, blah, blah. And then actually Daniel Bryan even came in and talked about how excited he was about the match. And he thought they were going to have a classic match. So they did a pretty good job with that. And then um, also something that was advertised on the show was uh, Alexa Bliss and her Moment of Bliss segment. Uh, she promised a, I think they said like a monumental like uh, guest or something like that. And then she was even here talking about a major surprise. So they put it over as being like something big. So you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Uh, so we'll see if that came to fruition. Uh, then, the, but those were really the only two things they announced on the show leading into the show. So all this stuff coming after was new stuff. So apparently, uh, the Miz, like, or I don't know if it was the Miz or the Morrison made, the, it sounded like the Miz made the challenge for Morrison or something to go up against Braun Strowman one-on-one, -on -one, which you couldn't be in a handicap match. So I don't know why you would even bother doing a one-on-one, -on -one, but right there's, it's here. So they're back there talking about it. And Miz asks him, you know, are you sure you're not afraid of about, it? you know, the Strowman and Morrison's like afraid of Strowman. That's like jo saying John Cobb Van Dam's not awesome or something like that. And uh, he was like, and by the way, I was on a yacht with him one time and I beat him all over the deck in a, in a match or something like that. So he's like being all like cocky and I mean, Morrison's awesome. So he did an awesome job with that. But then Miz is like, are you sure you're not scared? And then Morrison's like scared. I'm absolutely terrified. And that was it. <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah, he did. Come on, man. That's how they buried Bobby Roode because of Braun Strowman. Now they're doing it with John Morrison. Terrific. Yeah. And, and at one point, I think Miz even actually teased about wanting to take his spot. And I was I was kind of hoping that he would do I don't think he would have anyway, but I was kind of, I was like, why can't the Miz just get killed? Like, he gets killed and nobody cares. Like, Morrison, you can have something with the guy, but I guess he's just a comedy geek still to Vince McMahon, so... Uh, I don't know. I hope he gets better eventually, but uh, or gets gets better in the sense that I hope they give him better stuff. Not that he's not good, uh, but yeah. Then we had Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, they reveal that um, they have the title match against New Day at Extreme Rules. Uh, they I guess get a rematch for it since they had the DQ last week. But uh, they had a winner pick stipulation match set up for tonight, which was Cesaro versus Big E. Uh, also. Not even just like a winner pick stipulation. They only have two choices, a cage match or a tables match. So it's like, I mean, whatever. So okay. Uh, so after uh, Nakamura and Cesaro, they talk. They, I mean, they're all just like short promos, basically. New Day comes in right after them and basically says, ah, these guys are losers. They're not going to win. We guarantee a victory, um, which always works out in wrestling. So uh, they're, they guarantee they're going to win, and that ends it. So it was a unique way to start the show. It probably went on a little too long. I would have rather them just like have Riddle and AJ and even Brian cut these short promos. Maybe even have Bliss come in and talk about her segment, but then just have Michael Cole come in and run down the rest of what's going on. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think this, it wasn't long in a sense that like there were a bunch of quick interviews, but like it kind of got awkward toward the end. They were just very forced. Like even Cesaro kind of came off as like a, like just an eighties heel. He's like, yeah, just I don't know. He's like, "Will we win the match tonight? What will the stipulation be?" Like uh, it was just very hokey. So, uh, not really a big need for that. And speaking, not big of a need for uh, Cesaro versus Big E was the first match. Um, I was pretty sure what the stipulation was going to be for either team because they they already had a table spot where Cesaro and Nakamura put the New Day through a table, and. So I was like, I mean, it's obviously going to be a tables match. I don't even yeah. know if you could put a cage in the uh, performance center or why you'd even bother. But right. Uh, so I knew it was, what it was going to be. Uh, but it was it was a pretty decent match. Obviously, these two are very talented. They had a good hard hitting match, and basically the finish came when Biggie was in control. Uh, Nakamura had 
you know, he kind of got into it with Kofi on the outside. He was able to take out Kofi. And so Kofi was knocked out. Um, Cesaro uh, tried to go for something, but Biggie like reversed it. It was going to hit the big ending, but Cesaro grabbed the ropes. Nakamura like jumped up on the apron. The referee tried to get him off and Biggie tried to hit the move anyway. And like the referee ducked under it to avoid it, but then had to like kind of run away from the scene. And in that quick window, Nakamura was able to hit him with uh, like a kick to the head or something or a knee. And that was, you know, hit him. Cesaro was able to pick him up, hit the neutralizer and he picked up the pinfall. So it, I mean, if you're going to do a screw finish, they actually executed it pretty well. It wasn't like laughably bad, even though it was like kind of hokey, but uh, it was a decent match. If you're going to do this ending, it was fine the way they executed it. So everything got accomplished. So then afterwards, they still didn't really straight up announce what, you know, the stipulation was going to be, but to, you know, put away any doubt, Nakamura and Cesaro went out and grabbed the table or teasing to use it on Biggie again, but Kofi dove over the top rope and took both of them out and then set up the table and they teased hitting Cesaro through the table, but Nakamura was able to grab him and they ran away. So New Day stood tall at, in the end. Uh, and then we had Kayla in the back interview Corbin. Uh, he said he was sure AJ was going to win, win tonight, uh, but then afterwards he wanted to, to take on Riddle or something like that. Uh, and then we go to commercial break, come back. Nakamura and Cesaro are then back there, and this was much better than their um, their short little interview to start the show. But they basically both said, you know, what what match do we pick? Should we do a cage match? Uh, Nakamura suggested it, but Cesaro was like, I don't want to see, I don't want to be stuck in a cage and have to watch the New Day, you know, jive and grind their hips or something all over the cage. That would be gross. So, uh, by the way, and then he was like, plus we had a pretty fun time putting the new day through a table a couple weeks ago. So we pick a tables match. And I was like, okay, no surprise there. <laughs> I mean, they already teased two tables. They, right. they had a table spot and then teased one. So yeah, clearly it was a tables match. So they ha- we have, we have tables match. Yeah. yeah. So it will be Cesaro Nakamura versus the new day in a tables match, uh, for the tag belts. So then we had a moment of bliss. So Alexa and Nikki come out. They um, come in and sit down and bliss. They talk about the fifth anniversary of the women's evolution, which it's kind of weird that this like has an anniversary to it now, but whatever. Uh, so then I started thinking, well, they tease this as being like a big guest coming on. So if they're talking about the evolution, maybe like Stephanie's coming out, maybe, maybe somebody's making a debut or something. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so then Alexa like, like goes off on another tangent for some reason, and starts making predictions. She calls herself Blistradamus. She says she predicts the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship. Okay. Uh, which some people booed in the crowd, which is funny. Um, she p- she picks Matt Riddle to win the uh, title tonight against AJ Styles. And then she picks Braun Strowman to beat Bray Wyatt in the Swamp Fight this Sunday. So She's stealing our gimmick. How sure. dare she make predictions? Yeah, I don't know why she did it, but whatever. Didn't even predict that her friend would win against Bailey, I don't think. I don't remember her saying that, but uh, but she starts to introduce her monumental guest, says that she's very eccentric and that she's she knows she's going to do great on this Sunday's pay-per-view. And so Nikki assumes that it's her and says, oh, thank you, Alexa, I appreciate it. And then she starts cutting, she starts ranting and cutting a promo on Bailey about how she's going to win this Sunday. And Alexa just lets her go. And afterwards, she's finally like, actually, Nikki, it's not you. Uh, she's like, you're great, but it's not you. So Nikki's like dejected. So that could play into their story. That's, you know, um, cause I, right. I think that they are going to break up bliss and cross at some point, And this might be playing into that, but okay. Bailey and Sasha come out and interrupt to nobody's surprise before Alex can reveal her guest. They know that they're the architects of the women's evolution. So everybody should be celebrating them. Uh, and Bailey predicted she would defeat, Nikki at the pay-per-view and that Sasha would beat Oscar. So they're trying to mock both of them when bliss says, actually, you never let me introduce my guests. So here she is. And Oscar is the special guest. And I was like, eh, <laughs> I mean, I like Oscar, but it's yeah. like, they tease it. Like it's going to be this huge time, thing. Yeah. And it's like, she's on every show. Like, yeah. and I mean, what happened next was like no surprise because, uh, Alexa was not in her ring gear whatsoever. Nikki Cross was. Sasha and Bailey were in their ring gear. And then Asuka came out. And I was like, okay, 
<laughs> so they get in a brawl. Uh, and then Alexa's like saying, all right, well, let's get a ref out here and do Nikki and Asuka versus Bailey and Sasha. So that is exactly what we got. Okay. Um, we then had this it's tag nice match. to know that Alexa Bliss is on the long list of people that can make random matches. Yeah, it's just like a thing you could do now. You just call yeah. a referee. It's like a, like a you know Otis, you know he's possibly going to play a part in the uh, Swamp match this Sunday. So uh, yeah, yeah I don't know, he, he could just call a referee out to the Swamp. So that, that might sense. happen. Yeah. So uh, I and I don't even know if a ref is going out there for the Swamp match, but he might have to go find one. But We'll talk uh, about that later. Yeah. So we had this women's tag match. It was fine for what it was. It was, it was better towards the end. Uh, and actually, if anything, it accomplished, uh, like I said, it's got a little bit of a story that's going into this, you know, SmackDown women's title match uh, coming up on um, the the uh, extreme, what is it? The horror show, the horror show at Extreme Rules is how they're saying yeah, it. The horror show at Extreme Rules. Yeah. So I would be a bad WWE employee because I would not be able to remember that. So right. uh, they, I think Seth Rollins forgot it on Raw, by the way. Just an FYI, he's probably got fined like a five thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> so uh, I mean, if anything, that's what this match accomplished because uh, it came to an end when uh, Becky, or sorry, not Becky, Bailey was able to. Uh, She's trying to crawl over to Sasha to get a tag, but Oscar, who got knocked on the outside, she pulled Sasha off the apron. They fought with each other. Sasha went for a Meteora, but missed. And then Asuka hit her with a super kick to neutralize her. So you thought like, okay, this is going to lead to Nikki Cross getting the win over Bailey. But Bailey was actually able to trip up Nikki and rolled her up, put her feet up on the ropes and got a quick pinfall. So she was able to cheat and win, um, which led to Nikki being very sad. And uh, as we'll see a little bit later, it play, it's got a story going into the match uh, this Sunday. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But first we had, again... Miz in the back talking to Morrison kept saying like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you're not scared? And uh, like, I was like, dude, if you want to do not to be scared, how about not constantly reminding him that he should be scared? Right. Like it's just a horrible friend. So, um, and like I said, uh, this is where I think Miz tried to offer um, or no Morrison. This is what happened. I, I, I forgot what happened here, but uh, Morrison tried to get Miz to take his place, but Miz turned down the offer. So, Miz will not jump in. That's um, so um, maybe there's dissension between these two now. I don't know. But uh, then we got the Firefly Funhouse segment was also promised for the show. Um, Not much happened here. Honestly, it was just um, the Eater of Worlds. Bray Wyatt showed up. Uh, He just, you know, talked about his association with Braun. You know, they've been building up saying that he created Strowman. But then he left and basically said that, you know, once he beats him on Sunday, he will leave him in the swamp forever. And that's basically it. Pretty short, but it was good. Um, Then we had a non-title match, Braun Strowman versus John Morrison. Miz and Morrison come out and Strowman actually came out and cut a promo on the ramp addressing what, you know, Wyatt said. And this is probably my favorite Braun Strowman promo. He like came out and was talking about how he was going to face his fears that, you know, something Morrison and Miz, you know, or they struggle with, but Strowman's going to take it head on. He's going to look at the devil himself in the face. Basically shouted his way through the entire promo. But it was like, it had feeling, it had passion, something that his all the promos lack because he like just yeah. reading a script. I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, so he like, he was just like screaming, like about, you know, like it felt like it meant something to him. And so I thought it was good for what it was. So he comes out there. This is a squash match through and through. Just completely destroyed Morrison, which I hated to see. Just beat the snot out of him. Hit him with a running power slam and beat him. And then after the match, he grabbed the mic again, which this is a huge mistake, and promised to go home to the swamp. And then he did the contrived Wyatt laugh. And it was just like, you had me at the first promo. It's all you needed. And you had to do this again. Like, yeah, whatever. So, And then after so he leaves, Morrison is actually down and the Miz calls for medical attention. So not only do they just destroy the guy, they have to say that he's like, you know, he needs medical help. So they bring out help. He actually refuses it. And the Miz helps him to the back, uh, helps him out of the ring, helps him to the back. Like as they're coming out, Lacey Evans makes her way to the ring. And that's when we're told Lacey is going to go up against Naomi. Um, go to a break. We come back. They recap the karaoke showdown, which <sighs> we really didn't need that, but whatever. I don't know why. Yeah. They luckily just showed – basically the 
the, I don't want to say highlights, but the snapshots from the segment uh, and just basically led us into why this match is even happening. Uh, luckily, it was short, but it still dragged at points. Um, Naomi pretty much controlled most of the match. Uh, and really, the ending came when she had control of Lacey in the corner. But Lacey like, grabbed her hair. The ref tried to get her to stop grabbing her hair. She tied Naomi's dreadlocks that she had into the ropes. Uh, I mean, if you're going to end this way, the match this way, it, it was actually, it made sense, I guess. It didn't make Naomi like a, a complete idiot, but she ties her hair to the corner. Naomi like has to quickly untie it. Uh, Lacey's able to regain her composure while she's doing it. And Naomi like quickly does, and does it and just basically turns right into the women's right and gets pinned. So I mean, if you're going to do it, it's probably the best way to do it. But still, Naomi has like not won a match in like forever. Uh, Lacey won, but like, what did she even win? It's kind of like the whole build of this character showdown and this match even happening is just nothing. So Lacey won, but who cares? She's a heel again, by the way. I, I forgot to mention. She, well, she came out and actually got booed from the crowd. So in the span of one segment from last week, she so at the beginning of the segment last week, she was a baby face because they cheered her. She came out and got cheered after her performance, which we pointed out was not very good. It was fine, but not great. Uh, the second best out of all of them, but still not great. Uh, still got cheers there. It was only after she attacked Naomi was she a heel, I guess. And then she comes out here and is just like a straight up heel. So the crowd's booing her now. So that's her turn, I guess. So now she's a heel. And she threw her little napkin on Naomi. So whatever. So in the back, Kayla interviews Jeff Hardy. Uh, wondered why Hardy even accepted this challenge. But Hardy uh, says he understands he's putting his sobriety at risk, but notes that if he could beat Sheamus, the bully, uh, he'll he's willing to risk risk it, uh, you know, basically to you know make sure he can shove it in his face. And then she asks him about the IC title match later tonight, and Hardy says it sucks because you know Sheamus is the whole reason I'm not in this match because I was in the IC tournament match, I got taken out because he tried to make it look like I had another DUI, so it's all Sheamus's fault. I'm not in there, but. I'm looking forward to Hardy or AJ and Matt Riddle, but he wishes he could be in it. And really before he could finish to make a prediction though, Sheamus comes and bro kicks him out of nowhere. And this goes into the whole Jeff Hardy. He's had a like good message of like fighting, try to fight the bully and whatever. And Sheamus has just been a jerk the entire time. He's trying to fight through it. But when it comes to being physical, Hardy has made, you know, he's just made look inferior and like a geek this entire time because Seamus bro kicks him. He's laying on the floor. He's not knocked out. He's just like wincing in pain. And so Seamus just takes a knee over him and just explains to him, fella, I'm going to beat you at this match. And you're going to go back to your family, humiliated and all this stuff. Just like dogging the dude. And Hardy's just sitting there, wide awake, just in pain. Doesn't try to fight him back. Just sits there and takes it. I'm like, at least knock the dude out. Right. And like make it to where he can't fight. Like Hardy doesn't fight back at all. He doesn't kick him. He doesn't try to punch him. He just let Seamus talk his talk his you smack to him and just walk away. And I was just like, everything they're doing to Jeff Hardy, it's just making him look like the biggest loser. <laughs> yeah. Like, other than the whole, you know, him actually having a good message going into this, the whole physical side of this has made him look completely worthless. So I don't think there's any possible way they can make him lose Sunday if they want to save his character whatsoever. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um okay. so uh, we go to a break, come back. Uh, Kayla's in the back. She's talking to Bailey and Sasha. Uh, Bailey um, talks about her great momentum going into it. She talks about like an equation. Like <laughs> she says momentum is like uh, mass times or mass times momentum is like, I don't know what it is. She has some stupid equation. I just like I had flashbacks from Scott Steiner trying to do math. And it, like I just blanked out for a second. But basically she said she had more mass because she had the titles <laughs> and she, she's got all the momentum in the world going to this uh, match, whereas Nikki doesn't. And so then we get uh, Nikki and Alexa who are talking. Nikki just notes that she's lost two weeks in a row. She's lost all her confidence. Alexa tries to cheer her up and saying, uh, you know, you'll, it'll be okay. You've got this, but it clearly doesn't work. Uh, Nikki says, Alexa, it's easy for you to say because you've had all these opportunities for the title this might be my only chance. I got all my family and, you know, watching on TV and they've just been watching the last couple of weeks, seeing me lose. So what am I going to go and lose against Sunday? Like just 
Alexa's advice did not work. So it's kind of further, you know, maybe hinting at there's some dissension, but maybe more on Nikki's side because after this, we hear Bailey and Sasha in the background laughing and Nikki just snaps. She takes off and just runs and starts attacking Bailey from behind. Alexa goes and pulls her off and Bailey and Sasha uh, are just like sitting there. And um, so, yeah, maybe Nikki's going a little crazy here. So I don't know if she doesn't win on Sunday, you know, what's going to happen. So we'll see. And then we got our main event of the night, the match that I was looking forward to most. And they got a lot of time. So that was really good. Uh, yeah. Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles. Uh, it was a really good match. Uh, just a really fast pace to the match, which I really liked. They didn't slow down a lot. Mainly it was Matt Riddle who was working over Styles a lot. And I mean, just in Matt Riddle fashion, just going like move after move. But like, it wasn't like, it, it didn't feel like it was move for the sake of move. Like he just kept his pace going. Like it wasn't like he was trying to do stuff like he wasn't flying all over the place and trying to be flashy for the sake of being flashy. He just like had fast paced offense and it was like, he kept control and he kept, you know, putting it on styles and he, he made pan attempts and styles would kick out. So Matt would just go back to work. Like it was, it was just a fast pace. It wasn't, you know, moves for the sake of moves. He just tried to keep the pace on styles to put him away and just couldn't do it. And uh, when styles was in control, he, he did try to target Matt's uh, leg a couple times uh, so he's working on his leg a little bit. Um, there was a point where Styles was able to get the calf crusher on Riddle, and uh, Riddle's was very you know struggling to get out of it. And uh, so it was you know it was he, you know it was wasn't sure if he was be able to get it or not. But finally, Matt Riddle was able to like he tried to get to the ropes. Styles even like countered it and rolled him back to the center of the ring, put it back on him. Riddle is finally able to use his submission skills to counter it into the bro mission. So, uh, so he tried to put it on styles. It wasn't quite on. So styles countered it, put him into like rolled him up and that's where he got the win. He just rolled up riddle, uh, got on top of him and he got a quick win. So it was a, a quick win. And normally I would kind of complain about those cause it did come out of nowhere, but like it, it made it sense. Here. Yeah, it, yeah. It made a little bit of sense. So, uh, stock cause you can't have Styles just knock the day out with the forearm. I don't think uh, I don't think they want to do that to Riddle here. Uh, Styles is just kind of the more experienced pro wrestler, uh, even though Matt Riddle's got great math skills and he was just able to get the pin. So I thought it was good. After the match, Styles even got up and like kind of staring down Riddle. Riddle was just like devastated. He he was like he couldn't believe it because he felt like he had all the momentum and he got caught. Basically, they played that off really well. He gets up, he he stares at Styles and. You kind of thought that Riddle was going to extend his hand and Styles would just like deject it. But actually Styles, he looks at him and says, that was close. And Styles put his hand out first. And I was like, oh, oh wow. okay. So uh, Riddle, you know, much respect. He reached out and he shook AJ's hand. But when they were shaking hands, suddenly out of nowhere, King Corbin comes in and breaks it up, hits Matt Riddle from behind and starts beating up on him. Styles kind of looked and hesitated a little bit. But he is the heel in the situation, so he just said, I'm just going to leave them to it. So he walks away. He doesn't help Matt Riddle out. So Corbin beats down Matt Riddle, hits him with the end of days, and he grabs his crown, exits the ring, and stands tall at the end of the show. So obviously, they're moving forward with uh, Riddle and Corbin. And they got away with this with Matt Riddle not looking terrible. So I think this is a win. I thought this was a good match. So it was a good way to end SmackDown. Um yeah, so I thought, like, this is obviously a much better show than last week. I mean, it wasn't a great show because there was a lot of stuff on it. There was kind of nothing happening. Oscar um, and Nikki versus Sasha and Bailey was fine. And it had a good way, like, to end the match, to p- have a story going into the pay-per-view match. Uh, Riddle versus Styles was obviously great and builds up something for a program ha- that's going to happen later on the road. So thumbs up for that. Um, New Day and... Uh, or, Cesaro versus a Big E was fine. It was a good match, but not not great. Um, and it was kind of predictable, but uh, at least in the sense of who, what the match was going to be. And I mean, the rest of it was kind of nothing happening. But I, I mean, hey, after last week, this is a much better show, much easier to watch. And the main event was something I was looking forward to, and it paid off. Like, it was great. So uh, I'd have to say it's falling like right on a B minus C plus. Yeah. Uh, because of the main event, I'll go ahead and give it a B minus. Because, like I said, it wasn't an amazing show, but 
but it was a lot better than last week. So um, yeah, it didn't sound miserably bad like last week's was. No, and and uh, and they did a better job too of like not having incredibly long segments and then having short matches. Like um, it, it was very like it was much well paced too, like a much better paced of a show. So um, even when there were down spots like Naomi and um, Lacey Evans, like it wasn't very long, and they didn't have like a super long karaoke segment that was stupid and horrible. That preceded right. it. So it was okay. So, you know, thumbs up for the show. I think it was B minus much better than last week. So yeah. Um, it was good. Yeah. Okay. So what we'll do, it actually sounds, I might actually have to go back and watch that AJ Matt Riddle match. I would recommend it for sure. If you, yeah. if, if you go back and watch something on the show, I think it's the only thing worth watching. Nothing else on it meant a whole lot. Um, yeah. Maybe if you want to watch the Strowman promo, cause it was, the best one he's cut. So if you're going to watch yeah. a good show and promo, the one that he cuts before the match is good. And it might get you pumped up for the match. Who knows? But uh, yeah. everything else is kind of predictable. Uh, I mean, I did like, like I said, the Mickey Cross thing where they're actually building a story that like she's kind of going in unconfident and maybe that's going to play into the match. Yeah. Uh, and maybe the result. So we'll see. So at least it wasn't all for not on the show. Okay. Well, cool. Well, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to be joined by B-dubs, and we're going to predict Extreme Rules. I'm super stoked. Yep. <laughs> I, am, I really am. So we'll, we'll talk about this shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being so cool and patient with us. Thank you for hanging out with us through the break. And we have a third person now, but it's not Micah. No, it's not. It's someone much more lovely than Micah. Although, let me say that Micah is a very, very lovely man. Speed Dubs, my beautiful wife, Carol. How you doing, honey? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. How did you like that? You're staring at me. What was, what's, the, what's that stare? There's no stare. <laughs> I suppose I can be a little, little off, a little off sometimes. 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 <laughs> I mean, you... You called Kyle Sweet Pea before we started the, I, the podcast. I did. I did. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just kidding. He called me Sweet Pea. Yes, but Kyle thought he was Sweet Pea. And so, you know, it's, it's fine. I don't mind. I'm cool with it. Let's be cool fair. I am a Sweet Pea. That's Just true. Know you're Sweet Pea. Yeah, it's true. It's, whoa. Whoa. Okay. So, I'm we're, Sweet we're Polly. <laughs> so, we're here to tell you about uh, the Extreme Rules. So, we have uh, done uh, every. Uh, excuse me. Okay. The horror show at Extreme Rules. Oh, Get it excuse right. me. I understand that is quite the quite the big deal. So now that Kyle has got me all caught up with WWE, hopefully I can make some decent predictions. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of it, to be honest with you guys. I've been watching a lot of AEW. I've watched a little bit of Raw to review, but that's about it. Um, yeah, I just, after, after Kyle's review from SmackDown... Last week, I, I might never watch WWE again. I don't know. It's oh boy, oh boy. But let's do some predictions. Let's uh, let's go through it. So let's do. Let's start with this SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So Kyle, I want you to predict the New Day versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Yes, and uh, as I said in our SmackDown review, this is going to be a tables match. Uh, per their SmackDown match deciding this uh, stipulation. So um, I, I don't know. Like I would kind of like to see Nakamura and Cesaro win because I like them as a team. Um, and I mean, New Day just had the belts for so long, but uh, I just have a feeling they're going to keep the belts on New Day. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick New Day here. Carrie? You, ha- you know, I have to support my boys. So it's the new day. The new day. It's always the new day. Okay. Especially against Shinsuke. I like Cesaro actually. Um, you like Shinsuke? Uh, Why not? I don't know. I think I don't like what was being done with Shinsuke lately. Uh huh. That's fair. So I don't have enough experience beyond what's been happening lately. Okay. So, but it wouldn't matter anyways. If it's the new day, it's the new day. Okay. This one's really difficult because Shinsuke and Cesaro like. Cesaro just doesn't get wins, right? Like, it's a running joke that the guy just always loses. But they obviously appreciate him, and they've kept him around. And they like Shinsuke. 
so if someone who else is going to take it off the new day if Shinsuke and Cesaro doesn't win? Who are they going to move them to? Are they going to are we going to go against the Usos again? Are they going to go against whatever that super American military team that the one guy got the, in trouble the Forgotten with? Sons that you forgot their name? Yeah, I oh, forgot their name. <laughs> I just no, they've all been forgotten uh, on the SmackDown yeah. roster. Uh, fairly though, we don't know. Obviously, they came into some hot water with uh, their political comments uh, right. a couple weeks ago, and they apparently the company was not happy with that. But we also had all we have a lot of people out uh, who have possibly come into contact or tested positive for COVID, so they could be in you know anywhere in those groups somewhere. So, uh, true. so they could come back after this and challenge. Um, obviously, the other USO is hurt, so just um, Jay USO. He's just left hosting karaoke contests on SmackDown at this All point. Right. So terrific. He doesn't have a team. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I, I also don't see like a long-term new day, like Nakamura, uh, Cesaro feud going on. I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I'm going to pick Shinsuke and Cesaro, if nothing else, just to pick differently because we often all, all agree on everything and honestly i just i think there is more opportunity for them as a champion because they could they could feud with the new day which they're doing now they could feud with the usos when they get better they could have a short feud with the lucha house party and after tucker comes back they could feud with heavy machinery so i think that that would actually go really well um and i'm going to take shinsuke and cesaro yeah i I think i would prefer they win uh, i mean honestly so I think you're right. I think they would do that, but I'll stick with my pick. I'll, I'll okay. stay with New Day. Okay. The U.S. Championship, Apollo Crews versus MVP. And I'll open this one. Um, I believe that MVP will lose to Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews just won the title. Uh, the only reason that I could think of him losing is perhaps MVP pins him and then helps him up and convinces him to join his little stable. Um, but I think the reality is what's going to happen is Apollo Crews is going to defeat MVP uh, MVP and Apollo, um, excuse me, MVP and Lashley will beat down Apollo Crews after the match, and then Apollo Crews will then move on to uh, a feud with Bobby Lashley. So that's my prediction. Okay. Kyle? Um, I So I think that's fair. I'm just not convinced that they like Apollo Crews. I think Heyman no. liked him. Uh, I think he, that's why he made him the champion, and he's a great young talent. Hopefully, I would like to. This is another one I'd like to see him win, um, because I mean he's he's great. I think he could be a really good U.S. champion. I think he's better with the belt. Um, Agreed, significantly better because otherwise he didn't do anything. And MVP just like won this belt. He made himself the champion, you know, per se. And I mean he's not a regular competitor, but he's got something going on with like. Uh, what's his name Cedric the Entertainer right. uh Cedric Alexander and, Richard, and uh, Richard O'Shea uh he's got something going on with them so I feel like if he wins the belt he could kind of lean into that a little bit more Apollo Crews I just don't see them you know doing a whole lot with him after this but it's it's possible um so I, I'm gonna go against the grain I'm gonna pick MVP wow that's cool beat-ups I'm gonna agree with Matthew and take Apollo Crews okay mm-hmm. You just think that why? Because you think that he's gonna he needs to hold the title longer. Or? I yeah, I like the way you explained it. I agree that's what's gonna happen. Okay, cool. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship: Bailey versus Nikki Cross. V Dubs, go ahead. Um, I actually don't know. Like, I feel like I would like it to be Nikki. Like, I would like to see Nikki win, but I also feel like. It will be Bailey, so I'm going to pick who I want to win, which is Nikki. So there you go. Okay, Kyle, what do you think? So, uh, as I talked about in the SmackDown review, I, I think they've got the story going in the match that Nikki's lost to Bailey like two weeks in a row. Uh, actually, it might, it might be three weeks in a row. I can't think that far back. The karaoke showdown has burned my memory a little bit, but right. Um, she's kind of on a losing streak. Bailey has had her number and been able to like roll her up and stuff and beat her uh, the last couple matches at least. So they, that's kind of the story they have going into this match that Nikki has lost her confidence. She's not sure that she can win, even though she really wants it. 
and it's important to her. She, she talked about it, like meaning something to her family. Uh, so I think that is going to play a part going into it, hopefully. Um, and I, I see something going on with uh, Bailey and Bliss. I, I think it's total, totally possible for her to lose her championship here, Bailey. Because, um, hey, if if Banks were to win and Bailey were to lose, that could flip the tide of like Bailey's had, you know, both her belts. And now what if she loses hers and Sasha gets hers? Like Sasha's been okay with it, but what if Bailey's not? Like that's kind of a possibility they can go into of like why they would break these two up, which they've kind of been teasing for a while. And will they, won't they kind of thing. But Nikki Cross almost kind of teased the heel turn tonight on, or, on, on, or sorry, on SmackDown because she, uh, she was un- not confident. Uh, her partner normally Alexa tried to talk her down and she didn't really take to her advice and then just like randomly attacked Bailey and Sasha. So Nikki may be losing it a little bit. So I'm going to pick Bailey here. And I think Nikki's going to start kind of going down the path, which I think it's kind of weird that Alexa's going to be the babyface and Nikki would be the heel, but right. it's WWE. I think they're going to break them up and split them up. They're kind of done with them as a tag team. They're going to keep Bailey and Sasha together for a while. So I see Bailey picking up the win here. Okay. I'm also going to pick Bailey. I think Bailey will win. I think uh, uh, that will have ramifications for her and uh, Sasha Banks moving into SummerSlam, but I think Bailey will be the winner here. And to move on, the Raw Women's Championship, I'm going to pick Asuka. And the reason I'm going to do that is because I believe Bailey will win. I believe Sasha will not. And Sasha wants to be Sasha Two Belts. I believe that will create animosity. They will probably lose the Women's Tag Team Championships uh, heading towards SummerSlam. Uh, because, again, those titles are basically paperweights. And uh, maybe the Iconics. That'd be cool. And uh, I, I believe that uh, Sasha will probably beat Bailey. Just to have something a little bit different. Bailey's been champion for, gosh, how long has it been now? I feel like it's been forever. It's been a while since. Yeah. I mean, we still had fans. It was when they basically when SmackDown debuted on Fox. Oh, it was Money in the Bank because she won the Money in the Bank and then cashed in that same night against Charlotte. Was was it? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, I thought she went heel. She didn't have it, and Charlotte had it, and she went heel on Charlotte and rolled her up and won the title on the SmackDown debut. No, cause she, she won the title because she, and it might've been a SmackDown debut. I might be misremembering the time, but she went out into the fans. Remember? And the fans were all like super happy and crazy. Huh? I, who knows? <laughs> I can't, I can't remember <laughs> it has been a long time, been a yeah. long time. Uh, so let's talk about Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, which is not on this list. Has something happened that I'm missing? Are we going to all pick the raw Women's match? Oh, gosh. I'm way off. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, honey, why don't you go ahead and pick Asuka versus Sasha Banks? I'm also going to pick Asuka. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I think Asuka, she just got the belt uh, from mm-hmm. Be- from Becky. I think they're going to build up Shayna. And I think Shayna, I think if they give it to Sasha, it's simply just to kind of power forward the storyline between her and Bailey. And I don't think the titles need the title needs that at this point. So um, yeah, I think Oscar's going to win it. And I agree with Matt. I think it's going to play into Bailey having a belt and Sasha not being able to win it. And maybe Sasha helps Bailey keep hers and Bailey doesn't help Sasha win this one. And maybe that, you know, causes some friction. Okay. I, I think that that makes logical sense and it very well could happen. Anyway, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Did I miss that? That's still happening, right? Because it's not on the Yeah, list. it's uh, a bar. Well, I, I don't think they actually confirmed it until SmackDown this week. And then it's uh, it's the barroom brawl that they're going to have. So they're going to fight in a bar. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Jeff Hardy. Um, <clears throat> they they can't make this guy lose. <laughs> They've If he loses here, he's dead. Not like literally dead, but yeah. I mean, his character's dead. Like he's... I mean, as I talked about on SmackDown, he's he's not been put in a good light. I mean, his story has been like, if you're going to talk about it, which I would rather just not, but if you're going to bring it up like this, uh, he's he, he's done the right thing as far as like talking about how he needs to fight back against the bully and, you know, he's not letting this bother him. But when it comes to a physical standpoint, Seamus has had his number and basically beaten this geek down every time they've met. So uh, he needs to win this. So I'm picking Jeff Hardy. 
funny. I am persuaded. I will also pick Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I don't actually. I don't want to pick at all. I don't like this entire storyline, so I would like to abstain yeah. from picking. <laughs> but if I have to pick, I'm. I guess. If I were for WWE, I would never bring up any of my demons, like yeah. at all, because like, it's going to become a storyline. Yes. So yeah. So having to make a choice, I feel like if it's not Jeff Hardy, it's just really bad for Jeff Hardy. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it, his his brother indeed was fired back in the day because Edge in real life had an affair with his real life girlfriend, Lita, and they fired Matt. And the only way he came back to the company was by having forcefully having a feud with Edge over said girl who had an affair with him, which he ended up losing the feud to. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. And he didn't recover from that until he joined Impact years later. Yep. And he never really recovered. I mean, obviously the fans love him, but yeah, he never really recovered from it. So, bummer. Um, the most ridiculous stipulation in the world. I'm in. A, I'm in a couple groups, a couple wrestling groups. Oh, I didn't pick. Sorry. Yes, I picked Jeff Hardy. This this whole thing is stupid. I hate it. Uh, the 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 weirdest stipulation in the world. And I'm in a couple wrestling groups. And someone commented, "What is the worst wrestling stipulation you've ever seen?" In which I pointed out, "Life or I is pretty bad." And I really think it is. Is it an actual stipulation, like a cage match or a last man standing? Yeah. It's what it says. Sitting here looking at it. So the way to win this match is to extract your opponent's eyeball. Now, the problem with this is they've actually built it up pretty well. They've done a good job with what they've been given. There were some times where Mysterio had to cancel and he couldn't come into work, so they did a a Skype-type phone call. They've got little buddy Murphy. They've got Austin Theory to an extent. Um, and they, they have Kevin Owens, all these other people involved in this storyline. But what in the world are they going to do to finish this out? Because obviously you can't actually extract a man's eyeball but let's just say that they're going to they're going to Hollywood it, right? And they're going to pretend like they do. So let's say Seth Rollins is going to extract Rey Mysterio's eye. And it's like is it just not going to be bloody? Cuz this is a PG show, remember. And again, technically it's on pay-per-view, but WWE is a PG product. Are they going to like have blood gush everywhere? If Rey Mysterio wrestles for the next three years, does he have to wear an eye patch? Or will he magically get a glass eye, I say with air quotes, which would obviously move around and stuff. He Be- said them with actual air quotes. Yeah, literally did it with my fingers. For yep. those of you at home watching. I just, this is the dumbest stipulation to one of the one of the highlights of WWE over these last few months. I mean, I've very much enjoyed uh, Rey Mysterio... And even Seth Rollins to a significantly lesser extent, but I've loved Buddy Murphy. I loved Aleister Black's involvement. Kevin Owens is great. So yeah, it's been good, but I don't know how they're going to pay this off. And if it's true that Dominic is going to turn on Rey Mysterio, is Dominic such a jerk that he's going to turn on his father and help Seth blind him? Because in the world of kayfabe, you can't say, no, Seth, don't do this to my dad. I'll join you instead. And like, all right. And then they just walk away and then they don't end the match. Like, is that what's going to happen? Yes. So that the, could happen. That's kind of could happen because it's WWE. Yes. So the two of them are technically, they'll be in a match for like 40 more years. And then one day, like Seth Rollins will show up in Rey Mysterio's house and be like, give me that eyeball. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yep. Uh, I'm going to pick Seth Rollins. I am looking forward to this match. And because I am morbidly curious to know what in the world is going to happen to the finish of this match. All right, B-Dubs, you're up. Um, Kyle first. Okay, Kyle first, go. <laughs> uh, I think, I agree with you, this is very dumb. Uh, obviously, we had like an eye get brought into a storyline in AEW earlier yeah. uh, with Jericho and Moxley, but it made a lot more sense there. Yeah, it's logical. And plus, like, it makes sense that like Seth has gone crazy. He he wanted to take out Mysterio's eye, and he just wanted to rub it in his face that he, you know he's been doing this last couple of weeks. But the fact that like Rey Mysterio, who's like the consummate babyface, who is like the, pe- the one people should be looking up to, his he is so mad at Seth Rollins, he wants revenge and he wants to get it by ripping the dude's eyeball out of his socket. 
Right. Like what kind of message is that to the kids or whoever's watching or the 50 year olds who are actually watching the show? Like right. well, that's not a baby face move in my opinion. Now if after the match, Seth tries to rip his eye out or something, if it was like a normal match, obviously that would make a little bit more sense because Seth's crazy, but why does Rey Mysterio want it? Like that's a sick, that's like a step away from just murdering the guy. Like right. just, you, I understand like wanting to beat the snot out of him and make him regret it. But like saying, you know, an eye for an eye, I'm actually going to rip your eyeball out is it's just something else. So, uh, and supposedly they've already filmed this, uh, I think, or like it's been said that they, at least the plan is to actually either Hollywood it up or something. They're clearly not going to do this for real, but they're going to have somebody's eye ripped out. So apparently it's going to happen. And uh, if, you know, I mean, maybe it's just a gimmick and they're going to, you know, it's for, for the very reason Matt's looking forward to it. They they want to pique interest and get people to watch to see what will actually happen. But still, it's like it's like saying we're, we're having a murder match. I'm going to murder this guy. And you're like, are they what's going to happen? They're clearly not really going to murder him. I got to see what's going to, you know, it's just ridiculous. But um, if I had to pick somebody, I'm going to pick Seth Rollins because uh, Rey Mysterio is supposedly still not on the contract. Uh, he's, you know, there's, he wants a certain amount of money. WWE's not looking to get to him. They were actually planning to write him off the show uh, a couple weeks ago by doing this angle. And then we had all these positive tests come out and they probably brought him back to just keep the story going. Uh, so I don't know. I think this is going to be a way for them to write off Mysterio because obviously if the dude's eyeball comes out of his head, he's probably not going to wrestle for a while. Um, but yeah, so if I had to pick some money, I'm going to pick Seth. Because I think it's going to build his character a little bit better, even though it's a really dumb match. And also, I do want to point out that, like, even in like wrestling terms, like they haven't said this is like an unsanctioned match. Like, they they will stop a match if you have a concussion or get injured in the ring. But they're like saying, no, we're going to let this eyeball popping out thing go down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very strange. But Seth Rollins, I think, is going to win. Uh, so yeah, what do you what do you think, Carol? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was gonna say. Is if it's a PG show, why are we having a take your eyeball out match? That doesn't sound very PG. Right. And it's not really something I want to watch either. Honestly. Yeah, I don't want to see it happen. I don't want. I don't think anybody's gonna win. I think this is gonna be a nonsense finish. Nothing's gonna happen. I don't know how exactly it will go down, but I don't think there's going to be a winner. No. I don't. Can I pick that? Sure. Yeah, I say no winner. It'll be some sort of they'll disqualify someone for something. They'll be like, "Oh, he he slapped him in the face. That's a disqualification." <laughs> in an eye for an eye match. <laughs> yes. Yes. Remember in Hell in a Cell when uh, someone took a box of tools? Seth Rollins took a box of tools and smashed it on on the Fiend's head, and they're like, "Oh, this is this is just too mo- this is too monstrous." We can't have this yeah. happen in our ring. Yeah. It's cool. We'll have someone remove an eyeball. Right. Yeah, I call it DQ. I mean, to be fair, they are going to stop the match as soon as somebody's yeah. eyeballs ripped out, but they're letting it get to that point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, okay. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, It'll be like a low blow. And they'll be like, oh, no. Oh, no. That's not acceptable. That's what I think is going to happen. There you go. That's my wacky prediction for this this show. And then we'll have a testicle for testicle match. That's what I'm about to say. That's not an eyeball. That's a testicle. Oh. The match is still going on. Oh my gosh. We'll get, we're not editing that out. Uh, let's get to our championship matches. Now the rumor is there are going to be three cinematic matches. The Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus bar fight. The eye for an eye match that we just discussed. And of course this next match. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight. And I do want to point out that this is a non-title match b-dubs would you like to go first for this one i want to pick bray wyatt please okay yes would you like to elaborate why because he's wrestling braun Strowman. okay that's my reason why you don't like braun Strowman? no i I was about to say you like him matt (laughs) no i just i mean if it's a swamp fight then bray wyatt obviously needs to win because he's bray wyatt i like to see bray wyatt Toss Braun Strowman in the Lake of Reincarnation. Is that a thing? It was a Matt Hardy thing. Ah. So, but, but it's not in the Hardy compound. Yeah. At least I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take Bray Wyatt because it's a non-title match, and really that's all that you need to say. But 
the rumor has been for forever that they're going to do the Three Faces of Wyatt. So Fire, Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt Lost, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, Bray Wyatt, I guess we'll call him, uh, will be winning this non-title match, which if there's ever a non-title match in a pay-per-view, you kind of know what's going to happen, right? Like, it just seems obvious. And then uh, The Fiend will wrestle Braun Strowman at SummerSlam and take that title. Uh, because Braun Strowman winning the title was one of the biggest crocs I've ever seen. So, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. I think Goldberg winning the title was the biggest crock I've ever seen. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Braun here. I think... Really? Yeah. I mean, I know I actually did know it was a non-title match. But still, I don't see the benefit of Wyatt winning. I think... I mean... It's ridiculous that he would lose twice and still get a title shot, but it's WWE. I would not be surprised. I, I yeah. think, I think he's gonna he's gonna beat Bray Wyatt. He's gonna think Bray's done because he actually even said on SmackDown that you know doing this will put a stop to the Fiend basically. But I don't think it is necessarily true. I think Braun Strowman can win here and walk out of the swamp and be done with it. He you know he's conquered his fear. He thinks he's out of the clear, and that's when the actual demon, the fiend shows up and that's who obviously he's going to face at SummerSlam. Uh, I, Cause I feel like if, if Wyatt wins here, he's like, like where does Strowman go from here? Like who cares? He's stumbling into this stupid title. He's stumbling in the title because Goldberg wanted to face Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns is like, I'm going to pass on beat you out of WrestleMania. And they had to take the title off Goldberg. That's, yeah. that's why. But uh, I think Wyatt and, you know, Roman is what they're going to do in the future. And I think this is going to end with Wyatt winning the championship from Strowman. And I just think the Fiend is going to do it. And I don't think Swamp Bray Wyatt is going to do it. Because, I mean, at that point, if Swamp Bray Wyatt ended up beating him, why would the Fiend even be needed? So yeah. that's why I feel like he's going to beat both these faces. And that's the Fiend is the only one that's left. And he's going to show up. And Strowman's like, well, I'll beat you twice. I'll beat you again. And that's how they get into it. So. I'll pick Braun here, and uh, this could be, you know, the this could be a boneyard match that like turns out to be pretty good, better than we thought, and like be pretty classic, or it could just be uh, the uh, Viking Raiders and uh, Street Profits type. It's just like, wacky. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to the final match of the night. And that is Mr. Drew McIntyre versus Dolphy Ziggles. And Kyle, I'll let you open this one up. Uh, Drew McIntyre's winning. <laughs> I will be very pissed if Dolph Ziggler wins this. Yeah. Like, that's really all I have to say. Like, Drew McIntyre is the best thing that's on Raw, t- to me, like, hands down. Uh, and, I mean, I know ratings are down, but I'll tell you what, Dolph Ziggler's champion is not going to help that at all. So... I just don't. I don't see it. Like, if if he wins, I will be very very furious. So okay. I'm picking Drew McIntyre. That is fair. Yeah, it's way too soon for Drew McIntyre to get, give up the title. It, and to Dolph Ziggler of all people, I didn't like Dolph Ziggler ten years ago. I still don't like Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, like as a person, he he looks cool. Like we've seen. He's a really cool person. Yeah, yeah, but like as a character, I hate Dolph Ziggler <laughs> so much. And and against Drew McIntyre, give me a break. No, please, please WWE, don't do this. Well, The Rock endorsed him, so uh, Drew McIntyre is still going to win, though. Uh, there's no way he's losing. If Drew McIntyre loses at all in the coming months, it's going to be to Randy Orton at SummerSlam uh, to set up Randy Orton versus Edge for the title. Do I necessarily want to see that happen? No. Uh, but Randy Orton is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, so well, some people disagree, but I I, I think he's incredible, uh, especially on the mic. So I'm gonna go with uh, Drew McIntyre. But when SummerSlam comes, if he's wrestling Randy Orton, I might have a different I have a different decision. Hmm, I'm not sure because uh, Edge can only wrestle Randy Orton. Yes. So if we're gonna see Edge wrestle, we have to have him wrestling Randy Orton. That's correct. That's the only options that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems to be. Seems to be. And that's uh that's pretty much it. That is. The horror show, Extreme Rules. It sure yeah. is. 
<laughs> it sure is, Matt. Uh, it sure is. I am actually really excited for this show tomorrow, not because I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be wonderful to tear down. I really <laughs> do. I, I mean, like, it's not like the the SmackDown show from last week, not this, not this most recent, the last week where we had two roll-ups and two DQ finishes. That just makes me angry. But this is going to be one of those absolutely ridiculous shows where will it be good wrestling? Maybe not. But is it going to be something that we're going to enjoy talking about on Monday, reviewing it? I really think so. I really do. So I'm I'm down for this show, man. I think it's going to be a what what, what you know what? I'll, I'll give this into Cody Rhodes. I think it will be a beautiful disaster. Yeah, I I'm leaning more towards the disaster side, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I am kind of in the opposite camp. I've just not – I think the only match I would have been excited about on this uh, card just happened Friday on SmackDown, which is Matt Riddle and AJ Styles. Yeah. Like, I was I was looking forward to seeing them, and, like, I don't know, everything else on – like, neither – well, like, the title – the uh, what is it? The universal title is not even on the line. And then the yeah. WWE title, I have zero interest in Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Right. Women's titles. I mean, we've seen them before, so I don't know. Like, could be good. Eye for an eye. It's just interesting to see at least what will happen. But like, who knows? And then the rest of them, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not super excited about this show. It, it's probably going to be wacky, but yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a good kind of wacky. We'll see. Jeff Hardy and Sheamus is one of those where, like, I would normally be really, really up for it. But boy, the buildup's just been bad, hasn't it? It's been so bad. Yeah. Well, they they've done. Well, I mean, some of the segments have been horrible, but some of it, I can at least say, is like they've they've tried to do like they've at least done a good job of made Sheamus like the big bully. And like I said, Hardy's stance against him has been. But but like I said, once they get physical and Sheamus just beats a dude down, it's like, well, you're just a wimp now. Like you're, you're right. Like what chance do you stand? And uh. Yeah, so, I mean, was he going to roll him up in the bar? Like, I don't even know how this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But I guarantee you there will be a spot that he, like, Seamus, like, either tries to pour alcohol on him or even successfully does, or Jeff Hardy's going to see beer and he's going to, like, look at it longingly, like, I miss you, beer. Well, that's what they were talking about on SmackDown. They were interviewing him, like, it's just going to be hard to have a fight in a bar. And I'm like, I mean, do you think he's going to stop and take a shot, like, during the thing? And, like... <laughs> get drunk or hammered during this match. Like, I don't get what the, like a bar is a building. It's not a, like they don't force you to drink anything while you're in there. Yep. I mean, it's, so he's, he's going to do the swanton bomb before he pins him. He's going to be like, I'd like a shot of fireball, please. Or he's going to yeah. win and be like, all right, round of shots for my friends. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's, let's make another prediction. Is Otis going to show up in the swamp fight? Carrie, go ahead. Otis. Yeah. He's the money in the bank winner. Why not? Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. You really think so? Because or are you just being silly? I just, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, the second one. <laughs> but I mean, also the first one. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Cal's Otis showing up. Uh, I'm going to say no, just because Otis would have to then go to a referee's house and be like, hey, uh, here to, here to swamp match is going on. Yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'm going to go cash in. Can you, can you take a ride with me down to the swamp? <laughs> what referee is going to sign up for that? <laughs> Am I getting paid overtime for this? Like, what is getting paid as an essential worker? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think he'll be there either. But it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, What is going to be the last match of the night, Kyle? Um, I would say this. Like, I'm leaning toward the swamp match, but they tend to not do those last. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I think it will be the swamp match. I think that's the because of the success of the boneyard match, and that's kind of what they're going for with this. I think that will be the one that goes off the uh, that finishes the show. Because I don't think Dolph and Drew is good enough to like. Why would you end the show on that if you're looking to end on a high note when you've got a swamp match before it? Like I think if you're weighing the two, swamp match is the way to go. But I could easily see them doing like Seth and Ray because that's going to be a you know that's going to be something. But yeah, I would say swamp match. Beat ups. Okay, so if WWE is planning this out well, as they always do with pay per views, 
then yes, I think it should be the Swamp Match. That would be a good way to end it. If they're not planning this out well, there's two ways it could go. One, it could be the Ray match, in which, of course, there's going to be a DQ, and, and it's just going to end like with nothing. Like You're just going to be like, what happened? Yeah. Is that the end? Fade and it'll just fade to black. Or it will end with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph Ziggler will win, and that will be the end. So those are the two really bad ways that it could go. Mm-hmm. But the way it should go, I think the Swamp Fight would be the good ending. I think the Swamp Fight as well. Um, although it wouldn't surprise me if it was Drew versus Dolph because Drew is going to win and he could... They do like to end the show with their big babyface champion. That's know, why Braun Strowman is going to win the Swamp Match. Yeah. <laughs> Plus it is the horror show and it's, it's kind of built around the Swamp Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it makes sense. What is the horror? Is that it? Is that the swamp match? Well, and I guess somebody's eyeball getting ripped out. Eyeball removal. Oh, yeah. So that could be. Yeah. Or that could be. What well, we'll start with. Oh, and Drew and Doff are picking a random stipulation too. I forgot to mention that. Ah, so there'll be some horror element there yeah. as well, since mm-hmm. it is the horror. The Tower of Terror match. Yeah. Tower of Terror match. Universal. <laughs> oh, hey, Disney's open again, so they can go fight there. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, and this is Wrestle Life Matt, and I'm here with my lovely lady B-dubs and then my cousin Kyle. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will have a review show early next week, and then of course we'll have our standard weekend review. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. You can follow Kyle at Kyle.poly on Instagram. And you can follow my beautiful wife B-dubs at Carolson on the gram and YouTube. What about WordPress? Uh, carolsin.wordpress.com Perfect! You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleLifeMatt. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We truly appreciate it and we hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day. See ya. Look at me, JR. I'm covered in orange juice. You stink! <laughs>